0: Welcome to the Transform Podcast, I'm Andrew Farhat, grateful that you are tuning in, and I have my guest, A.J. Vega, is in the house today.
1: Yeah, good to be here.
0: Glad that A.J. Vega is here. He is our new Director of Discipleship and Outreach at St. John's Renewal in Denver. Uh, He has degrees from Concordia University in Austin, Texas, as well as working on a Master's from Irvine, California, as well. So he's a Concordia guy.
1: Um, (laughs) true, through and through.
0: But he's a cool Concordia guy, so, you know, all right, we've got to move on yeah. before it gets weird. Um, so today the question, AJ, is why do people feel like outsiders when they come to church? And I feel like this could be really good for us as the people of God to think missionally. Our church is headed in a more missional direction. Yeah. That's where we want to go. And so why do people feel like outsiders when they come to church?
1: Yeah, you know, just like from the get-go... A Sunday morning experience at church is a very weird thing. Can we just like call it what it is? Like it's it's a weird experience for people, right? Especially for people that haven't grown up in the church, or haven't gone into the faith, or are coming from an outside religion and experiencing something very new. Like the different things that we do and the different parts of our Sunday morning experience are just like outwardly like strange. Unless you have like some context or some depth behind it, um, there's really not like there's just a lot of confusion possibly that like you're experiencing and so um, I think one of the biggest things that as we talk about our Sunday morning experience about new people coming in experiencing and feeling like they don't belong is really kind of two conversations one is on language and one is on culture as well and I think for us as we talk about language specifically in how we approach uh, people who don't feel like they belong or are completely new. Um, Sometimes when we talk about using language, like we use a lot of churchy language in our Sunday morning experiences. Um, So like when we talk about things, even as simple as like the gospel, right? Like we can say the gospel over and over and over again um, without people ever knowing what exactly the gospel actually is. That's actually one of my favorite things I ask like a lot of our teenage kids um, is like, what is the gospel? And sometimes they just have a hard time explaining, like, what does the gospel even mean? So, yeah, I think the biggest thing is really kind of language in the language that we use as Christians, and how how do we make it as clear as possible for people who are from the outside coming in?
0: That's really good, um, because I think we can get into a, a funk, and we can start to think church ministry is for church shoppers. And really, what I think what ends up happening is we think church, or we can get into, church ministry is for church transfers. So people are transferring because they don't like something at their other church, so they're coming to our church. So you're expecting them to know what things mean. right? And then also, too, I think if we're not careful, we can get in this effort to make things really meaty, but we're actually just going to be feeding believers who already understand language. Now, I'm not saying that a meaty sermon can't be for a non-believer too, sure. I'm not saying that. But, I do wonder if we can kind of fall into this, because, you know, like right now, probably in Denver, there's a ton of people that are churched, uh, they go to church, or they're going to transfer to a, a church one day, Right. in a place, and then there's a lot of people that are not considering going to church, ever. Like, they're just not interested. Yeah. So, churches get a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of Christians that come. Right. They grow with a lot of Christians. Mm-hmm. So, how easy would it be to just get comfortable with lang- language that Christians understand?
1: Right. Yeah, we live in a culture of consumerism, right? And so, as consumer Christians, like, to go sh- church shopping is like the next new trend to do, right? To go and visit what fits me. What's something that I like? It's like if you were to go to Chipotle, right? Like everyone orders something completely different.
0: You're making different. me hungry. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like everyone orders something completely different, right? They want to choose whatever they think is best, right? They want brown rice instead of white rice. They want pinto beans instead of black beans. And so, you know, as we talk about like this consumeristic culture, it's easy for us as as church people, as as Christians, to be able to say, This is the things that I want, and this is what I'm looking And with so many different denominations and types of churches, it's so easy to find the one that can fit exactly what you're looking for. But the mission of the church is not just for the people who go to the church, it's for people outside of the church to be brought in. To have this inclusive culture where people are invited into an experience with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to know who He is. And I think part of the barriers that can happen between that is some of the language that we use. like Even as we talk about things like lust, or even sin. like. These are such big buzzwords that we use as, as Christians that it can just kind of go off the top for somebody, mm-hmm. and I think it sometimes can give an automatic assumption as far as what Christians believe, instead of giving the actual realization of what Jesus wants for our lives. So.
0: Absolutely. And if, if you're listening today, I, I would imagine there's some people that are listening that are already followers of Christ, um, and then I, I think that a lot of us have friends that are non-believers Excuse me. So we should think about those friends that are non-believers, and then say, what would they hear, and what would they react to? Because I could tell you, one of my buddies would say, this service isn't for me. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You know, so he would feel like an outsider, and he doesn't like to feel like an outsider. You
1: know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, like as we talk about in our in our context when talking about being a christian and going to church and the sunday morning experience is the big question of do people have to believe before they belong or can people belong before they believe and i think that's really big as we talk about what does it look like for us as people come into the space as people see our website as people experience the love of jesus through interactions of other christians right the term christian means to belittle Christ, right, to be a reflection of who Jesus is yeah. towards other people. And so, um, do people have to believe in a certain thing or um, take on a certain creed or an understanding in order to feel like they belong, or do they feel like they belong and are invited into a life-changing relationship with Jesus um, to be transformed no
0: So what would it look like for Christians that are leading worship from the stage? And often this is the pastor or staff members or sometimes volunteers. How can they create a space that is conducive to you do not have to believe before you belong here?
1: Um, I think the two biggest things like in studies with Gen Z and Gen Alpha is like the two biggest things that I think people lean on these days is um, authenticity and trust. If people can be in a space where they can feel like other people are being authentic with them and being real, um, so like not using filler words, right, not being able to um, use platitudes that kind of cover up something with a deeper meaning, Um, being in a place where they feel like people are being honest about who they are, Um, and then also like being in a place of trust, which trust takes such a long time to build. But if you can be in a place where it's authentic, where people are real, and uh, they meet you where you're at and then also over time can build saying this consistency of showing up for you or being there for you or caring for you or checking in with you um, building that trust over time I think is really going to help create a space where people feel like they belong even if they don't specifically believe.
0: Okay and I also was struck by uh, Church Home, Pastor Judah Smith yeah. he'll every week say that to all the visitors yeah. you guys are welcome here I'm honored you're here and you do not have to believe like we do to attend here. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's basically creating the space in a very direct fashion. Yeah. you know come, keep coming. Right. But he doesn't stop short of inviting them to believe in Jesus, probably every sermon he does. Sure.. sure. <laughs> but he yeah. still is like, it's still good if you come back for six months or a year, and right. consider it all yeah
1: for sure yeah and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing to be able to say hey we, no matter where you're at in this walk, whether you're not believing or you are believing like you're welcome here. I think uh, another creative way for other people to do that within churches is like texting your questions like the questions that you have about faith like we want to be able to create this open space for people um, I think when it comes to Sunday morning experiences one of the biggest things is that it's so much of a monologue right where one person is speaking to the rest of the people, usually the, the pastor or the preacher, or even when it comes to like worship leading, right? It's usually a monologue. But to be able to create a space where there's dialogue for people to engage with other people, with their questions, with their doubts, with their beliefs, um, how do we then create a space where there's more dialogue for people to feel like they can connect, be authentic, find trust, and find hope in Jesus? So
0: That's good. You know what? This is inspiring another conversation with how do we create worship engagement? Period. Ooh, okay. Because yeah. I think what you find is people sit and they sing and they listen and they go home. Oh. Yeah. Right? So sure. there's not a lot of uh, interaction or dialogue, right? Yeah. There's monologue like you said. So you know what? I think that we gotta talk. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that, yeah. I uh I'm very passionate about talking about that as far as engaging in, in worship. Yeah, and the more that we can invite people into an experience where they feel engaged, I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's an article out by Kerry Newhoff, he writes an article about this idea of like outsiders feeling like outsiders in the church, and uh, one of the points that he makes is just talking about attendance is not as important as much as engagement. He says we should be looking at how engaged our people are, rather than how many times people attend.
0: And I really like that
1: as far as like a, a paradigm shift for us as, as Christians, as church goers, um, how engaged are people um, when they enter into a Sunday morning experience, or even outside of a Sunday morning experience, what does that engagement look like for people who jump in?
0: So. Absolutely. So, can you talk about music? Like, yeah. I think we think our music's really relevant, but I'm wondering, like, what my friends would think that don't go to church yeah so what would you say how are we doing there
1: for sure yeah Uh, well there's definitely I feel like a few years back there was like a large like like war on worship you know there was like people were fighting over contemporary versus modern or uh, or traditional and what the language is that we use there what instruments do we use which has been I think a battle for so many centuries even before that Um, but now we've gotten to a space where we've kind of watered down a little bit our music experience and you know, to be able to do live music in and of itself is a hard thing to do. Like you need really talented musicians, and people and we have great musicians like at our our church, at both of our campuses. And and I think one of the struggles that we talk about in contemporary worship as a whole for all churches, um, I don't know if we speak well to what the rest of the what everybody else is listening to these days. Um, I don't know if it's like the the quality of the the music or if it's the style that's just thrown off Um, The majority of time when we talk about contemporary worship, it's more like rock music, right? Um, And right now we have like Taylor Swift, which is like kind of more indie folk kind of version or um, pop music, right? And so as far as the style and genre, I think sometimes we've missed out on kind of hitting the mark of what the people are listening to outside of the contemporary space. Um, But also at the same time just acknowledging it is really hard to do live music really well sometimes, right? And to be able to engage with that every single week, um, I think we, sometimes we might miss out on opportunities for people to um, be able to tune in and to hear uh, you know, what they're listening to on the outside and hearing what's happening on the Sunday morning experience. So,
0: so AJ, what about people who have been hurt by the church and now they're, they are like outsiders again? Yeah. Um, and maybe they're Trying to figure out, like, you know, like, I know I need to go back to church, but I've been hurt.
1: Yeah, well, I think, first off, I think I'd love to, well, you know, I'd love to, but I'd just like to apologize for anyone that has been hurt um, by the church. Um, you know, the church is filled with people who are not perfect. And so if you're one of those people that have experienced hurt or pain or even trauma, um, I just want to apologize and sorry because um, there are some times when Christians don't act like Christ, and there are situations that are different and more complex. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd love to be able to have a conversation about that. And I think it's just the reality of like, again, a church is filled with people who are not perfect. Um, we talk about sin, right? Someone that has not followed the ways that God has wanted us to follow in his purpose and plan for our lives. And when it gets into those relationships, like relationships are messy. And I think being able to be in a space where there is authenticity, Trust again to be able to start building that back up. Um, I would just encourage people to give give the church a second chance, um, mm-hmm. and to be able to recognize that like people are broken and people are hurting. Hurt people end up hurting people too. Um, yeah. So there's just so many opportunities to be able to find healing within the church because um, you know the church is not about the broken people. It's about the person that makes us whole, and that's Jesus Himself, who mm-hmm. was the true, authentic human and God that came down to earth to be with people, be with people who are broken and to bring wholeness to them. And um, I just love that, that we have a we have a God in Jesus that comes and meets us where we're at
0: yeah. and
1: sits with sinners, invites them, invites people who don't believe yet to belong and to sit at his table and eat with them and care for them and love, and love them and die for them as well. And just to share that love as Christians, is a great privilege to be able to do. And so if we can create a space where people don't yet believe um, to be able to feel like they belong, just as Jesus did, man, what a great opportunity we can be, ch- we can be as a church. So.
0: Absolutely. And I would say this too. Uh, church leaders and Christians within the church are dealing with an issue called sin. So whoever comes to Christ is bringing their sin with. And so all of us have differing degrees and levels of it, and then different weaknesses when it comes to it. Now, there can be people that sin against you out of the weakness of their flesh, and hopefully they, and there you go, sinful nature, and hopefully they are willing to repent quickly and reconcile with you. But then I think that there's some people who are hypocrites, like they do uh, maybe Use the church or the name of Jesus for some other end, and maybe they've kind of gotten into a a groove with it or whatever. Um, And so, um, all of that is to say that the church is not perfect people, but it is sinners that are in need of God's grace. All of us. So, that is what the church is about. And so, I would say. Don't go for the people, go for God. Go for your relationship with God. And, uh, but then let's, let's call the church to a higher level of character. Let's call the church to a higher level of integrity and so forth. Yeah. Um, and that is
1: important for sure. Yeah, if we're called to be Christ's ambassadors or people that, that are called to be representatives of Him to share what Jesus has done for us in His life and His death and His resurrection then we are called to a higher standard automatically because of who Jesus is. And so as Christians, we can do a better job at caring and loving for our neighbors and caring for people who don't believe and don't feel like they belong, And yet at the same time, being able to create an invitational culture where people feel like they can come back to a relationship with God because of the people as well. Um, Being able to find Christ in community.
0: Absolutely. Well, I would say this. I think we've done a great job covering, you know, a lot here. And so anything else from you today, AJ, on this topic of why do people feel like outsiders when they come to church?
1: No, I mean, I think for us, it's just encouragement for us to be able to be a better reflection of who Jesus is as a Christian, as a little Christ. Um, And then for people who have felt like they've been an outsider or feel like they don't belong. Um, we would love to invite you, specifically, if you're living in Denver, to come join us at St. John's or Renewal and to just be a part of this life-changing experience and this renewed hope in life uh, found in Jesus. And to find authentic, commun- uh, authentic community and to be able to find trust within a people um, that also recognize that they don't have it all together, um, but we worship a God who does have it all together and holds all things together as well. So,
0: Thank you, AJ. Uh, If you're tuning in and you have a question you'd like for us to ask on, or answer rather, on the podcast, we would love to hear your questions. And you can submit those to hello at sjdenver.org. Also, if you have been blessed by this podcast and you'd like to share it with your friends that also could be blessed, please subscribe and share. And we are grateful that you're tuning in. We'll see you next time. Take care.